Bastion, Bastion, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new episode of Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Absolutely nothing. It is me, Giovanni Anglin, Trinidadian, Panamanian, Poppy, Rude Boy, Top Gunner, a.k.a. Mr. Melinda Gates, Suck Panyamada. How's it going, people? Yo, yo, what's going on? It's Bastion, Mr. a.k.a. that boy in that gas guzzler, recording, recording live from Queens, Gio in Brooklyn. What's going on? Thank you all so much for tuning in to us here live, 99.5 FM WBAI in the NY. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in to us that is listening on the podcast that is on Spotify, Apple Music, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Stitcher Radio. We are no longer on SoundCloud, but shouts out to y'all if you've listened to us on that platform as well. But also, if you'd like to listen to past episodes, please feel free to go to our website. That is BlackSeinfeld.com. Hello to everyone that's watching us on YouTube and watching us on TikToks and Instagram Reels as well. We thank you for your support. And now, yes, you have a face to match the voice. I'm Giovanni. That is Bastion over there with his floral tree shirt. Yeah, palm tree. Oh, palm trees like you're in L.A. Is that your or, L.A. outfit? Or Florida. Or Florida. No, this is my tourist outfit. When mm. going to, I think it was like what two years ago when I went like to like three different countries. And when I went to Aruba, I was like, all right, I need to wear something very very touristy, and this is what I copped. Okay. It's comfortable though, so I can't complain. And I and I kind of ran out of shorts, um, shirts, so now I have to wear this in my house. How do you run out of your shirts? You just wore everything? Yeah, just wore everything. Then it's like, right, time to do all the laundry again. Mm. See, I do the same thing, too. I wait till my laundry is just full of of clothes. I only wash things, like, not that often. Yeah, like I do three, have, like, four outfits. four times a year. Yeah, I do have outfits, like, prepared. It's like, all right, so I'm going to have this and this. So when I go outside, I'll have something to, to wear. You know, it can't go outside with looking bummy but like now it depends I reach on the where point. you go though yeah that's true now i reach to the point where it's like all right now i have to like okay like clean everything up 
Yes, definitely. Because now it's Stop Boy Summer. Things are starting to open up in New York City. July, everything is going to open up 100%. It's going to happen. Okay. Yeah, I'm kind of excited for it. I'm kind of excited to see like what's going to go, like how the city is going to come and be more robust and this change altogether. Oh man, I'll tell you one thing, Bastion. People are 100% excited <laughs> that this thing is going to open up once again because now that now that bars and stuff have a little bit more leeway and indoor restaurants have a bit more leeway, yeah. people are going out now. People are. Uh, they're busy. Cinco de Mayo, it was packed where I was. I was outside on Cinco de Mayo, so I did see a lot of the restaurants open. I saw people waiting online to get inside. I did see a lot of outdoor restaurants fill up the outdoor section. Compared, and I, you know, it's really hard to see inside the restaurant, but the outdoor section was vibing. The lights were on, and people were outside walking. But I think right now people aren't outside walking with nowhere to go they have no aim it's like now like if you're outside it's to do something specifically it's with Before, purpose it's with purpose like maximum purpose you know efficiency uh this is rare like to go outside with a like a real set out plan because most restaurants you have to make reservations that is true and, and like if they could make more seating because i did go out um the guy was pretty quick with it he kind of you know visualized and saw there's more seating and he got my girlfriend in the restaurant pretty quickly um and i was going to go to another one too but you know that's like good service <laughs> sometimes and uh, yeah it all kind of depends on where you are and i went to the city maybe like three times this week last week Look and at i was you. like wow i know like taking the public transfer uh transportation it was just really weird what was that experience like you don't normally do that anymore yeah i think i've love the concept of i don't have to buy a metro card anymore as someone that doesn't go out often so i could just take my phone use the nfc on the back of my phone boop, and keep walking i thought that's amazing mm. and just relearning how the trains work because i do remember it i could just look at a map for five seconds but i have to look at the map now you Compared actually to have just, to look at the map yeah just to kind of you know i don't want to make no mistakes I think my biggest gripe with the New York City train station is like it's kind of hard to see like which direction it's going unless it's like very vocals like Queens, Brooklyn, you know, you know which way you're going or Queens, Manhattan, you know which way you're going. But maybe you could go like one stop the opposite direction by accident. That is true. So, yeah. So I just had to you know double check on the map, use my phone. I never I deleted all those transit apps already. But yeah, shout out to you people outside, like, you know, getting ready to chill unless you're already been taking the train day to day then you know you're just hearing someone complain about nothing <laughs> well, that's what the show is about so it is it is about nothing bastion but also hey last week after we did the show i went to my very first post-covid well still in covid baseball game went to go see the yankees with my dad and here's another thing that they're doing ensuring people get the vaccine they're giving away free baseball tickets to yankee games or mets games if you get fully vaccinated so if you go to the stadium there are different stations where you can get vaccinated and then they give you vouchers to to a free game whatever game you want really yeah so even new york i didn't know that actually because mm -hmm. i kind of put on our schedule to discuss more about how other people especially other states are finding ways to get more people to take the vaccine. 
because that's the biggest issue that's going on right now. There's a lot of vaccinations, are. but not many people want to take them. And I exactly. understand. I mean, we, we got a first a, world email. struggles. Yeah. But also we have a, an email recently. First off, we have listeners out in Berlin, Germany. Shouts out to y'all that tune into us from Berlin, Germany. I don't know what business you have listening to us. I don't know how the hell you found us, but thank you very much for tuning in. But yeah, we had a listener who emailed us from Germany and, you know, she she definitely had a lot of conspiracies about the vaccines. And hey, I understand the concerns and I understand why we have all these conspiracies. And I understand why us as the black community, we we have our our uncertainties about getting vaccinated, not just the Tuskegee uh, experiment, but also, you know, Henrietta Lacks. And we have um, how just trusting the, the system. And just distrusting doctors. Of course, we had we had the one black doctor who died from COVID because she was she was misdiagnosed and mistreated in the hospital. You have uh, a lot of um, black women who are pregnant with their child, not getting the proper care that they need from certain hospitals and certain doctors, white doctors. I ain't going to I ain't going to hold my tongue from white doctors. Oh, yeah. Um, dealing with prejudice and racism within the medical field. Exactly. Especially going for something like a routine checkup or if you have a pain, they'll like, mm, it's nothing and then kind of kick you out. Exactly. So I understand why we as black people have these preconceived notions and, and are super hesitant to to even go to the hospitals or, or even get vaccinations. I yeah, understand. I understand, but you're going to do so much with the tea, right? That is true. You're going to do so much drinking ginger, like pretty hot ginger tea to kind of clear your lungs out. It's like to an extent, like you may have an infection and you may need some probiotics or you may just need to talk to a doctor and they can help you clear it out. But in terms of like the 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 vaccination, I think it's really important. And this is something I think. You know, I, I did have a theory. It's like if we had a zombie apocalypse, like, no, there's no way we'll succeed in uh, trying to defeat it because it's all about the information and if the information it's out there and you're not taking your time reading it or wherever you're getting the information isn't taking their time to break it down for you as quick as possible because you have short attention spans. Then once the misinformation happens, because the misinformation sounds better and it's a little bit cooler than the actual information. And sometimes the lack of information could be the, the biggest problem. Because if we had all this last year in January, things would be different. But we didn't really get the full information until, I, I guess, like everybody understood it by the summer. And I could tell you people still don't understand it. It's been over a year. Well, I'll say so, this. In January, Bastion, to be fair, we didn't care yet in no, January. I know. Oh, I didn't care. I went to yeah. Disney World. Exactly. You went to Disney World. We were turning up. We were still at five in the morning. And then once this it is hit, 2020, people. This is 2020. 2020. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. The cusp. Once we started this decade, we didn't care yet. Us in the Western Hemisphere, we didn't care yet because that was still over in Wuhan, China. That was still in China. But once it hit March and everything started happening gradually and they started shutting down sporting events and all that stuff that's when we started taking this seriously i think since we're a year in i think now we have a bit more information than we did a year ago because a, a lot, year ago a everything a shut down um yeah. juxtaposed to now where things are starting to open up again a little bit and we now have a vaccine but i think bashing that's that's the the beauty and the curse of the internet 
the beauty is we have all of this information and the curses we have all of this information and misinformation yeah and it's i could say it's not just the internet too because it's it's happened before in time we go back in history just like who owns the newspaper the biggest ones they could write a report completely wrong and they could try to fix it maybe a month later saying like oh we wrote we kind of misreported it but people are not going to read the newspaper and that's not what they're going to talk about it's like oh did you hear they misreported it it's like no i'm not listening to that I, i'm just going to continuously keep talking and you know, people see now, it all the time yeah and people now just read headlines too it's not even about the full article it's about the most captivating or, or attention grabbing title or heading or tweet but, and I also think it's our comprehension in like the English let the English language, because things like tweets, uh, statements, op-eds, just anything in articles, sometimes they're written to the point where we may like misunderstand it because mm -hmm. it's not thorough or it's not written such like a open-minded standard where anybody could just up and read it. Mm -hmm. I think they said like the average reading level is like the 10th grade, right? So most articles are the 10th grade. It. Yeah. Honestly, I, I figured it would be lower. Well, it's not tenth grade, right? Like reading isn't that difficult, you know. Uh, well, but that's the average a... writing and uh, reading. So most websites are writing on that kind of uh, average. Well, when you had a former president, I always used the words "huge" and "very, very bad," and spoke like a third grader. <laughs> I, you yeah. know me, I, I try and look for the best in humanity, but sometimes it just shows the worst. You know, yeah, yeah, and I, I definitely understand, but uh, yeah, let's get into the COVID update, you know, while, while we're at it. Oh, sure, absolutely. Well, I guess we are this is part of the COVID update, right? Because we yeah. are talking about things that are opening up, but also because of COVID, here's an announcement tax day is going to be Monday, May 17th, May 17th, sorry, May 17th. <laughs> I was drinking my herba uh, mate. But yes, Monday, May 17th is officially tax day, juxtaposed to it's normally being on April. And Bastion, did you file your taxes? File yeah, your, everything. everything. Yeah, okay. I finished everything pretty quickly, paid it, got the deposit already. So okay, spent it cool. immediately. And yeah, <laughs> cool, <laughs> that's, how it, that's how it is. Yeah, good, good. But here's the thing, Bastion. A lot of people I've been seeing recently, um, people have been doing pay, Paycheck Protection Program loans or PPP loans. Have you been seeing this as of late? I remember us discussing about the scamming portion and a rapper that said it and uh, made a whole song about how he did the PPP loan and got arrested maybe a week after it came out. Yes. Or a month. They're following him for a minute, but yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, very good. But see, here's the thing, Bash. You know, he's not the only person that's been doing this. In fact, there's been a whole, like, there's just been this whole fraud scheme of people applying for PPP loans claiming to be businesses for those of you who do not know ppp loans is was funded by the government in in um a covid aid relief where basically the the thing about the loan is it's supposed to help fund businesses um and paying and continuously paying their employees yeah so whether the it's COVID, the non profits whether yeah. they're um 
1099 people, small business owners, mom and pop shops. That is who the, that money goes towards. Yeah, for but, both the CARES Act and the COVID Act. Yes. And yeah. here's the thing, though, with that loan bashing, it's a loan. So what that means is you're going to have to pay that back and plus interest, too. No, it's not interest. There's interest if you don't pay it up right away. There's interest. Oh, yeah? Interesting. Yes, Interesting. there's interest on that. But here's the it, thing is... Is the interest due to like them taking it from other banks because that's how the money was funneled? Yes, the money was funneled through other banks. So if your bank is TD or JP Morgan Chase, like that's where you get your PPP loan. Yeah, yeah. And hey, I'd like to say this too, Bastion. I understand why people were hitting licks on the federal government because they did such a great job and actually giving people money because what we it was an okay like, job it, it wasn't great for no, that was sarcasm first. that was okay, sarcasm okay okay, okay. i was about to say Thanks. i was about to say <laughs> that was sarcasm bashing because here in european countries people have been getting two thousand four thousand dollars per month we've waited how long however long months of twelve thousand dollars and then we had to wait another couple months for what six hundred dollars and then another six months Six, six months for fourteen hundred. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Meanwhile, you have other countries that's getting two thousand a month, three thousand a month, four thousand a month. They got it for like five months. Straight. Exactly yeah. straight too. This is this is consecutively. So I understand when people are starving and people are unemployed. Guess what? Guess what happens? Crime goes up. Fraud is gonna go up. People are gonna hit licks. I understand that. Do I think it was right? No, because guess what? You're stealing from the feds. And guess what? Guess one thing that you should never play with the feds and their money. Because guess what? They're coming back to get their money. And hey, here's the thing about loans too, right? You have to write out or document where that money's going to. You have to. And if you give some BS, guess what? They're going to audit you. They're going to check where that money's going. So if that money's going to you buying Ferraris and Bentleys and name brands and designers, guess where you're going? Guess where you're going? And here's the, here's the, here's the, here's the even more messed up thing. We're not even messed up. This is all public knowledge. You can go online, which I have done, and see these, these LLCs. You can go online right now. This is public record. And I remember as a child, right, my dad was like, you know, Giovanni, you can do anything you want in the world, right? You could be whoever you want to be. You could be a thief if you want to be a thief. But guess what? If you want to be a thief, be the best thief there is. Never get caught. You know what my favorite thieves are? The ones that got away, because you never hear about them. Y'all are moving sloppy out here. They always are. Yo, let me just tell you about like what you sloppy. have your addresses on record for your business where you lay your head. They're coming for you. Let's talk about sloppiness, right? Please. Because 
because one of the things I found very interesting is how they were doing the applications. Like they were submitting fake tax records. You can't submit a fake tax record because th all they have to do is pr program an algorithm to compare your previous into what you submitted and boom, that's it. Which is kind of ridiculous that you have to submit something like taxes, which should be like, you know, if you're working with the federal government, they should have it already. Then also creating a dummy payroll, which is something you could fake. The problem is people were using maybe there's you know someone online that was creating a patch and say, hey, use these names, and this is how you create a dummy payroll. Because not everybody knows how to make one. No. Right? Like imagine telling people are using like, their addresses where they yeah. lay their head at. And they're using like they could go online and kind of grab other information from other people because they could say, Oh, this person works under me, this is their payroll, this is how much I paid them, da da da. And they're gonna front you the money. And that's the thing, it's like you those people never worked for you. Of course, they're going to find out. It's like you can't hide that type of data from the government. And it's, it's the government. It's not, it's not your it's local um, loan shark. They're going no to you, know. You could disappear real quick, and they can't, like, find the information that you kind of lied about. Like, feds, they put two to two together. And one of my favorite it's movies funny. is Goodfellas, right? Yeah. When they robbed the airport, right, when they had the biggest heist in U.S. history at that time, right? Everyone started celebrating. Everyone was at the bar, right? Robert De Niro sees one of his men come in with a new chinchilla coat and a new car. You know what Robert De Niro said in that instance? Get rid of it. What are you doing? You are going to draw attention to us. Don't buy anything too expensive. Why do you have this $3,000, $5,000 chinchilla coat and a brand new car? What are you doing? Get rid of it. Get it out of here. You are not welcome in here with that on. Go get rid of it. <laughs> People, stop flexing what you do online. Do not do it. I think that's 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 another negative of social media and especially like with with Instagram specifically because Instagram sells you on a on a luxurious lifestyle. Right. And a lot of these people don't really have those means. Look what Bow Wow did. He had to freaking <laughs> give us a stock photo footage of him on this on this private jet when he wasn't even on the private jet. He was flying commercial. Hence the Bow Wow challenge. You fake your way to make it sometimes. Fake your way to make it. Absolutely. But, bro, don't. If you lie, lie all the way. <sighs> nah, man. <laughs> like, I have no problem with y'all hitting licks, but, like, be smart about the lick. Don't don't show it off. But we, we got to talk about the positive, you know, to talk about the people that needed the loan, that got it. It's like they shouldn't worry about it compared to the people that stole it. Because it's all about, I think, as of right now, since April – Roughly around 120 people has been charged with criminal offenses. Yes. And they just said, like, hey, like, don't worry about it. All you need to do is have, like, records supporting the company's determination that the loan was used for the necessary things, emails and other communications with lenders, and make sure that you have the records of how you use the funds. But if they don't, uh, Bashin, if they don't have that. No, 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 I'm talking about regular people. Oh, regular people, yes. Yeah, we're talking about the scammers, but I promise you, like, the scammers is less than 5%. You Get know? your guap it's, up, LLC, is going to have a horrible time. 
I, I promise you, like, you know, this is blown out of proportion a little bit because it, it makes for a good story. It but does. I think it's like 5%. But shout out to you, that 5%. I don't know what the number is. Like I said, 120 people were caught so far and they've been True. searching uh, since November. But again, Bastion, if you want to look, you can look. It's all public info. Yeah, no, no, I know, I know, I know. There, like, let's give this story six more months. Even the next three more months, they're going to come out with more numbers. But and I it's promise get to worse. keep them. Nah, it's, it's it's not as bad as you think. It's not as bad as you think. There's a lot of people that took the loan. Yeah, I promise you, it's not like fifty percent were scamming. I promise you, it, it it's never like that. If I ever scam, you would never hear it. You would never up hear of it. At all. No, you you eventually tell the story like twenty years later, when when they can't charge you anymore. Yeah, statute of limitations. But if I knew it now, you would never know. Not at all. You will never hear What's me that? rap about it. You got a new laptop and a new iPhone. You will never at the hear same me. Time? You'll never hear me rap about it in a song. You will never <laughs> hear that ever. Just saying, you just won't stop doing okay. it. Stop telling on yourselves. <laughs> and you got new sunglasses. Wow, with the shades on. I'm not a sunglasses person. No, okay. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. Oh, man. But, Bastion, man, I just want to say that I love you. I support you. Um, you are definitely a huge asset to this show, and I do not view you as a worker. You definitely own part of this because I wouldn't be here without you, Bastion. I value you. It's been a crazy week, Bastion, and I just want to let you know that you're one of my best friends. Thank you. I appreciate that. So when, whenever we see the paper for the deal, I, I get to look what's on the paper. You get to look at whatever is on the deal. Bro, Bastion, if we get a deal, you will be with me helping me negotiate. That's true. You you will be there with me, Bastion. You won't, you, you won't be anywhere else but with me because you know why, Bastion? Because we own this together. This isn't the Bastionisha show. This isn't the Giovanni Anglin show. Despite how how this show came to be here on BAI, I let you know f from jump, forget whatever it is they're saying. This is our show. You should let the people know what this comment is in reference to. <laughs> okay. It's funny. Like, we won't get into it, but it's just funny. Oh, man. I mean, shoot. I've been dealing with this uh, all week, really. Um, not just what's been happening with the Joe Budden podcast, but with what's happening with with my friends, my close friends that, that are, that are um, really, really um, stressed out with, with his podcast. Um, basically, the Joe Budden podcast is, is no more. It is gone. It is, it's ran its course. And the reason why is because um, the co-hosts of the Joe Budden podcast started asking a lot of questions. They, they started demanding some sort of ownership of the podcast when... In fact, you know, Joe Budden, he is the figurehead. He was the one who started making all the deals to get certain deals like Spotify and, and all that stuff. And, you know, what happened was Joe Budden fired them. Um, they wanted to audit Joe because they feel like Joe was skimping out on them when it came to money. And, you know, Joe got rid of them. Joe got rid of them. And it's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy 24 hours, Bash, and I will tell you that, man, when it comes to our stratosphere. Because people, me and Bash, we come from we come from hip hop. We love hip hop, right? 
and everything that comes with hip-hop, whether it be the podcasts or radio shows or just the music in general, the personalities. We come from that stratosphere. That's what we love the talking industry about. Plants. Industry plants. Yeah. Industry plants, all that stuff. Love so, so, you know, some some big podcasts within that stratosphere were the Joe Budden podcast. Um, I would say Drink Champs with Nori. Um, it's the real you know, those those are the podcasts that are in the hip hop stratosphere that a lot of us pay attention to. And Joe Budden, the Joe Budden podcast being one of the main podcasts that a lot of people in, in that are in hip hop or just in black culture pay attention to. And so, you know, Joe Budden, he was always this person who preached to creators like ourselves, Bastion, about about ownership and knowing your worth and equity and all that stuff. Um, meanwhile, you know, he, he was running his own, while he's running his own empire, you know, he's taking the brunt of the workload, right, Bash? That's, yeah. that's what it seemed like to me. Meanwhile, he has his co-hosts who really just come in and just talk. And despite how crazy and, and narcissistic Joe Budden can be, I hate to be that guy, but guess what? I understood him perfectly. I understood what he's going through 100% because at the end of the day, if Joe Budden is the one negotiating contracts and if Joe Budden is the marquee and if, if people are throwing money at Joe, then guess who show it is? It's Joe Budden's I, show. <laughs> it's Joe I, Budden's show. I'm sorry. Like, I, yeah. I get it. Like, he's working with his friends too. And that's the that's that's the part that 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 can that messes people up it's like these these guys are are friends they're genuine friends but also sometimes some friends can't do business together well i i have to disagree on that point because from i I don't listen like i occasionally listen i think i listened to more of it back in 2019 um compared to now you know i kind of grew out the shows like i i don't need this show every show i'm not it's okay. Every show has that has that phase where you know you're really into it, and then you just stop. Guess what? I yeah. haven't no, properly but, listened to it. But but uh, quickly, let me just quickly jump in. Oh yeah, please. I do remember things. I I do know when it's trending, and when he discussed certain topics, and one of the main topics he discussed in creating, he would kind of go back to talking about how Jay Z and Diddy and other people in a high society, I could say, just you know, for a conversation sake. And how they treat people, right? Yes. It's like this is how they do the deals, and they give them a piece of that deal, and mm-hmm. they will never let them see the overall deal because he was complaining about how Spotify was treating them, right? right. He was complaining how uh, when he, he asked certain things from Spotify, they wouldn't give it to him. It's like, why would we give this to you? No, yeah, exactly. You're a worker. Why would we so give this it, to you? So, in my opinion, as someone that's not pro capitalist society at all. Wouldn't you be the type of person that will understand? Like, okay, I did not like how they treated me here, mm-hmm. so I would not treat that to anybody else that will ask me those questions. If they want to know the numbers, I would give it to them. But instead, you turned around saying, "I'm going to get do the same exact strategy that these large corporations did to the people that work under me." And that is the hypocrite. That is Joe Budden because no, but that's what? natural too. That's like you're, in, you're in, right in, in a natural capitalist society, mm-hmm. like they will just regurgitate the nonsense that they hate in order to build. Which is why we had the whole conversation a couple of weeks ago about how Diddy's just like, yeah, 
you know, mm-hmm. Diddy has his heart in hip hop. He, you know, we'll remember him forever. But he's also one of the worst people. Yes. When dealing with hip hop, because Be- he ruined a lot of like great careers that could have went somewhere. You know, and the number one person we constantly talk about is Mace, right? Y- yeah. So, Mace, hey. Loon, Red Cafe, Cass. We talk about all of them. And those are like real genuine people when you talk to them in interviews. That like there's like this kind of disdain for hip hop. Mario Winans. Where does it come from? Shine. <laughs> Shine. J-Lo. Shoot. Just joking. Just joking. <laughs> nah, man. She's she's with uh Ben Affleck again. <laughs> they they're back. G Lee's back. Hey, they better not make G Lee two. Don't don't do it. No G Lee two. But but Bastion, back back to what we were talking about. Joe was talking about it on his podcast today. He said when it came to money, apparently they were good. They they were overpaid, if anything, because he talks about how when it comes to podcasts, not many podcasts make money from this. Like, not at all. It's only like, what, 5% of podcasts are actually getting paid. And guess what? A lot of those podcasts, those are backed by corporate. They're backed by a corpor- corporation they either belong to a network and the rest of us, we're just trying to find our way. Honestly, like we're just trying to find our way. So what Joe was saying was, hey, they're actually getting paid more than regular podcasts are, are getting paid or they're getting paid way more than I ever got at Complex. That's what he said. I don't I don't know if it's true or not, but that's what he's saying. OK, that's what he's saying. He's saying that everyone is getting paid. Everyone is eating. Everyone is getting paid more than their fair share. When the the Spotify complex fell through, you know what Joe said? He said that everyone got a raise. Everyone was getting paid more than what they got when they were at Spotify. That's what he's saying. That's what he's saying. But what he also said was once they started asking about the specific numbers and um, the numbers about what our Spotify contract was. And then they started asking um, specific numbers about how the podcast is run and where things, where things go and this and this and that. That's when Joe was like, no, that is none of your business. And they signed a contract too. They signed a contract too, Bastion. No, that's the arrogance. (laughs) That's the arrogance. And as someone that's, you know, we've seen videos of Charlemagne saying, like, you sure you want to work with this guy? He's going to self-destruct. He called it. He called it. And, you know, I, I don't want to dip into that topic more often. It's just very interesting. As you said, in the landscape of podcasts and hip-hop, like, that's definitely the like the top five and what people notice. Even if you're not a fan of the show, you do understand, like, the why that show is there and the importance of the show as well. Absolutely. 100%. But, shoot. Yeah, but- Let's get into our first song. Please, let's go. Let's get into the first song. And I, I want to talk about. Let, let's talk about Psycho Killer by Talking Head. Okay, talk to me about Psycho Killer. Uh, it, it's a classic song. Um, Talking Head is a like just a, a very interesting rock group. You know, they make great lyrics, great singing. Uh, very funny. They're kind of all over the place. It's really hard to describe, but they make really great social commentary within their music and uh psycho killer is one of their biggest hits all right so here is psycho killer from what's the name again bastion talking heads from the talking heads (laughs) 
Talking Heads, Psycho Killer. Welcome back to Black Seinfeld's show about nothing, absolutely nothing. Once again, please give us a like, favorite, follow, share, hit the bell icon for more notifications to when we drop new YouTube videos. Share this out to all of our fans. Share this out to different people that you know because... If you like the show, please share the wealth. That's what life is about. Life is about obtaining knowledge and passing it on. The knowledge that you know is Black Seinfeld. So please pass it on so we can get bigger and we can sell out. Yeah, that's it. I can't wait to sell out. Exactly. Um, we can't wait to sell out. So, hey, we're telling you now, okay? So when you see us in the future, you're like, oh, Gio, Bastion, you sell out. Well, guess what? I told you from jump, that's the goal. Yeah, it was like, look at my wrist. You see this watch? Exactly. And then when you see me on Disney, you know why. <laughs> Speaking of selling out, gas prices. I keep hearing about... it's going up. Is this yeah. true? What happened? Is it going back to $4? Okay, so let me just tell you, like, my angle before I put two and two from what I learned from the news. So I'm driving, and I think I saw the the gas price i filled up both my parents cars so it's like one day it was like at 290 then i kind of see it creeping up to 298 it's like what it's only been a couple of days usually when gas prices go up it kind of goes up like bi-weekly increments so i kind of know what i'm expecting i could drive around for a day and kind of could gauge the price range and where you know it could be cheaper usually when i drive to uh starbucks they have like the cheapest gas station there. So I see there's at 283. But when I go to my neighborhood, it's at 305. Oh, so shoot. It, it adds up. When you're looking at these prices and you're like, you know, putting your credit card to get gas, it adds up. So I'm like, what, what's going on here? Right. So I, I think I was just browsing through the internet and I see cyber, no, ransomware attack on Colonial Pipeline. I didn't, I saw it. It's like, oh, so this is why the gas prices are up. And then I just completely forgot to double check. You know, I did not jump or click that article as mm -hmm. I'm supposed to do as a content creator here at Black Seinfeld. That's right. I we are did... content creators. We are not workers. <laughs> I, I just did not click the link. I was like, yeah, cool. And I kind of moved on. It's like my brain, because I don't drive too often, but it's like my brain just didn't put two to two together. It did for a second, but completely forgot. Now, you know, two days ago, like my dad was like, oh, the gas prices are pretty high. I said, like, oh. Yeah, because someone hacked something that, you know, it's like, what? It's like, yeah, you know, someone hacked something. I don't remember. I saw it when I was looking through the articles. I, you know, it's like my brain just now started processing that headline. <laughs> and it happened over seven days ago. <laughs> so the gas prices are hiking over a hack. All right. So now I could like really describe to you what, what the events that happened. Yes. Right? Tell me what's going on and why you're, you're, you're going to get three dollars and five cents worth of gas now okay so the way the u.s infrastructure works is there is a pipeline that goes throughout the east coast starting from like texas all the way to new york and it's called the colonial pipeline right and there was recently a ransomware attack on this system and what mm. it could lead to is them controlling like one taking information to controlling how the pipeline works so the flow and the pumps and stuff so once they got hit with this, you know, if you ever watch the TV show, uh, I, I don't know why I forgot, Mr. Robot, 
right? Yes. If you ever watch Mr. Robot, they kind of go over this concept how everything is connected. Our our infrastructure is connected to the internet, which makes it much easier to kind of destroy. It's not like you could run off and destroy it. It's like anybody can hack it if they work really hard on it. So, so what you're saying what, is they got yeah. they the reason why they they hack this infrastructure is because they watched an episode of Mr. Robot. I'm not saying that. I'm saying no. Mr. Robot isn't is a reflection of what goes on in our day to day. But if we don't like uh, read like FBI articles or read that certain type of stuff, we don't know what's happening. It's been happening for a very long time. The TV show just kind of puts it into reference and in, like it magnifies it, it happens it. here. Yeah, because it happens in other countries too. People do ransomware attacks into other countries, like they could do it against Iran and Afghanistan. I didn't, and I you know I've heard a podcast about it, and I think um, this, in this podcast I heard the hacker. He's like he didn't get in trouble until he did something in the United States, and that's when he got in trouble. But he was hacking around other countries, and he said they were well aware of it, but they didn't care. But like once he did something in America, he's like, "Yo, well, what you doing here?" But now he works for them. He's like, you know, trying to clean up his past. Well, but that's kind of the damn. concept, right? That sounds like a movie. Oh yeah. So see wait, when, Hold on, real quick. You see yeah. what? See people who try to hit a lick on the government. Try and do something like that. Okay. Hey, I'm not. <laughs> I Giovanni Angling and in not a video advocating. Game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not advocating any sort of illegal activities. All I'm saying. Is if you were to do it, stop stop going for the low hanging fruit. All right, think bigger. All right, be more complicated. Be more complicated. All right, hack the freaking gas prices. All right. No, no, no. See, that's the downside. It's all right. Look, look here, here, here's <laughs> clean this here's up the for plot. me, then, Bastion. So that was the beginning of the movie, right? Okay. So in the middle, they're gonna call the guy and was like, "What's going on?" So it's a ransomware. So the, what they have to do is they have to shut down the system. Not everything's pumping manually. Usually, they do have a flow of trucks that go in and out from the pipeline so it can reach all these states. So there's been a crisis in Florida, California, Florida, uh, Virginia, Georgia. Like They're all getting affected right now to the point where the gas prices are going up to over $3. And like I said, it was under $3 for a while. Yeah. Now it's over $3, and that's crazy to see. And also, it got to $3 very quickly. And people are out there hoarding gas. So people, so they have to kind of go on the news and say, please, if you're taking gas, buy a gas tank that's designed to hold gas in the container, one. And also it blacks, it blocks light from hitting the gas because it kind of dissipates faster. And do mm -hmm. not get gas in the plastic bag. Uh, don't do that. It's dangerous. And remember, gas is more flammable than uh, hair products, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so in terms of it doesn't turn off the flame, it combusts. Mm -hmm. It blows up in your face. So it's very dangerous if you have gas, you know, in a, in a non-container container, right? Just because you put it in something doesn't mean that it's safe to put it in that thing. Right. So if, you, if you're drinking alkaline water, they tell you do not put the bottle near sunlight. You have to like you know wrap it in the black bag or put it in like a in in, in a hubbub or something. Come on, alkaline water. So imagine what it could do to gas. Chemistry people, but uh, I didn't take chemistry. Anyways, so they had to shut down the system. It's cyber attack, and they had to remove the ransomware before they turn up the system. Because if they turn on the system and the ransomware is still there, then it could take control of it. 
Hmm. Bastion, I have a question. But they re they they did take. They, I think uh, Wednesday they removed everything. So, yeah. Don't they have what they call? I think um, white hackers, right? And the whole purpose of white hackers is to sort of go against the people trying to hack or trying to hack these different systems and all that stuff. Was it the white hackers that found this, or was it? someone else by complete accident no no this is like everybody has their own team they attack mm -hmm. the it it see something wrong they start okay. you know they that have the protocols they start working on it immediately that was it okay okay yeah yeah so that's how, that's how you hit the system you hit it um and they start working on it and they did exactly what they're supposed to do you shut down and you know solve the issue mm -hmm. and they solved the issue uh, on wednesday and they're saying like by the weekend everything could kind of start going back you know, down in a way, they said, "Don't you know? Don't expect it to you know go well." Um, the people that are raising the gas prices are more like the corporations themselves. It's not like they say, "Hey, gas is going up." You know, it's like, "Hey, we're a lot of people are coming for gas. I want to make, make some profit." So people, when people are, are upset that the gas prices went up, it's like, "Yeah, they put it up because y'all are coming in mm -hmm. and you know hoarding it for yourselves." Like if you remember last year, toilet paper. We're in a society where we don't have bidets. So we're gonna buy uh, you're gonna buy toilet paper. I so what swear, does that mean? Once we you went to Europe, oh man, you No, I never used a bidet. No, no, I never used a bidet. Okay. This is something I learned. I, I think they were talking about how uh, a large in population like India did not have that issue because they use bidets. There's and that's bidets when in, I kept there's put bidets two in two. Europe too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's what they're saying. It's like it's only but other countries do use toilet paper, but many other countries use bidets. Right. Um, and that's why I learned. It's like, oh, yeah, I forgot. In India, they use bidets. So that, that's kind of the system, right? That's kind of like the overview of what's going on. And it started hitting the aviation industry as well. So you can imagine flights, they can't really do that long-haul flight. They mm -hmm. kind of have to stop, fuel up, and move on. So they might, if they're coming from the East Coast, and we're strictly talking about it's an East Coast problem. So if they're going from, like, I don't know, East, and then they have to go to another country, they have to stop somewhere in the middle so they could finish that flight to another one. Because they don't want to cancel flights. That's canceling money. So, uh, yeah. So I hit the points. Declaring shortages on gas, Colonial Pipeline cyber attack that they did fix on Wednesday. And by this weekend, uh, everything should try to go back to normal, quote, unquote. Uh, the ho people are hoarding gas because we wild out, and this is America word because uh, we we hoarded freaking hand sanitizer a year oh, ago yeah. hand sanitizer was currency people oh yeah shout out to the kid that bought so much of it and tried to put on amazon and amazon delisted it to the point he had to give it out for free in his own neighborhood uh <laughs> not a real shout out it's just a funny story oh, and it's, it's hitting up. the aviation industry so yeah where are the hackers coming from um <laughs> mr president Number 46, Joe Biden. You have two years. Um, he... Stop. Yo, don't do that. Don't do that. So he apparently said that it was like a Russian attack. See, I was going to say Russia, but I just I just did not want to assume that it was Russia. Coming off a fresh script from an NBC TV show coming from 2012, it was the Russians. So that's the end of my course, I could try to backtrack it just in case I had to clear up what happened more. But that's kind of where the story went.
<laughs> Dang, bro. Well, I'm just happy that I take the train. <laughs> so I don't have to worry about any of this, Bastion. Hey, people take... Hey, it's a domino effect. I know domino it's a domino effect. It hits one thing, it's going to hit the other. Then the band, the trains are going to be packed. It's they don't a want joke, to the car Bastion. out. It's a joke. Jeez. Man, the trains are already packed now. Rush hour is back to normal. All right, it's it's everything is going back to normal now, especially th since things are open a lot later. Are you kidding me? Once I'm telling you, once that two to four MCA shutdown is gone, it's a wrap. It's over. Everything is back. And plus, Broadway's coming back soon too. They just oh, yeah. announced Aladdin, and them are coming back in like September. Interesting. I want to watch the Book of Mormon. <laughs> I've never seen the Book of Mormon, and I really want to see the Book of Mormon. I heard good things about it. I have too. That's one of the few Broadway plays that I actually want to go see. I remember one time I went to go see with my cousin Spider-Man Turned Off the Dark. And that one was notorious because a lot of the actors were like web swinging and all that stuff. And they, they were like falling and crap because they were actually like web swinging and all that. But say all that to say it was a Broadway play. So when you got to see peter and and mary jane singing about how much they're in love and all that stuff um it sort of kills your fandom of spider-man a little bit everything you knew about spider-man it just it just dies when you watch that play you know what i'm saying because you feel in your heart like this isn't meant to be this way and that's the society we're going back to so it is yeah, price is going up Broadway's coming back with terrible plays and good plays. There's always good a 50 plays. 50 mix. Yeah, man, there, there's some good plays. There's a reason why Lion King is, is one of the longest running plays over there, man. Lion King yeah. is great. See, that's another thing. It's like if you have a hit, you just got to keep it rolling. That's you true. know, I'm surprised they stopped cats, but I'm pretty sure like the next generation didn't understand cats, nor does the next generation, nor does our generation and mm -hmm. Generation Z. No one understands cats. So. Yeah, I mean, look what they did. They came out with a movie, and I heard the movie was one of the worst movies to ever be created. No, no, no one understands Cats. Why was it so popular, though? Oh, because no one understands Cats. <laughs> so people try to go to understand? Yeah, that exactly. That's so true. when you watch it the first time, like, huh. Then you're like, I don't understand Cats. Then mm. you go in there and watch it the second time. It's like, ah, so... I don't understand cats. Hmm. hmm. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't want to waste my money on that anyways. I mean, I would do... If I go to Broadway, like, I want to go to things that make sense. Hence Aladdin or yeah. Lion King because it, it will translate Harry well Potter. to Broadway. Harry Potter and the Cursed Child? I don't know, bro. There's not many Harry Potter songs. There isn't Harry Potter I, songs. I have a friend that is also a big fan of Harry Potter she ended up going and she said she liked the show. Oh, she did? But okay. I remember when the book came out. Yeah. And I asked her, did you like the book? She said the book was terrible. Because. And I read the book too. J.K. Rowling didn't even write that. And she oversaw it. And, you know, she she's washed. Hey, you know what? She I'm... had good. She had seven good books out of her and a terrible main character. So, And that's a different theory for another time. But uh, great, seven, great eight movies out of it. So yeah. wait, 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 hold up, hold up. Are you saying Harry Potter is a horrible main character? Yeah, yeah. And it it kind of reflects on the 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 writer themselves. Why? No, it's just like 
you would think in theory that he's good, but he doesn't really do good, and he ends up becoming a cop at the end. So you know, it's like, who knows? Yeah, we gotta. You gotta elaborate on this, please. No, in theory, it's like you know what a good character is. Like they will help people out. Mm-hmm. You know, if your boy Ron is struggling and you're out here with the bag and you never like support the family, like they they do they open arms with you, mm-hmm. but you you don't really help out like that. Mm-hmm. Am I, I wrong? Okay, I hear you. I hear you. It, it's I just mean, like the Ron, gratitude. He went out his way to rescue you from your aunt and uncle and cousin who hate your guts. They bust you out of that spot and picked you up in the flying car bring you to their crib. Hey, I'm not mad at this. I hear you. It's it's throughout the series. There's like multiple events then people And you went out with his sister. That's not a problem. But it's like this commentary on just like, you know, as a as a hero main character that's supposed that has a lot going on. They weren't very nice, so <laughs> they're pretty lucky in things. But that's not what we're talking about. Anyways, let's get to the next song before we get to our next topic. And I think this song is perfect. It's very relatable to what I was discussing. This is "Drive Slow" with Kanye, featuring Paul Wall. We got to give him his credit. Featuring Paul Wall, wow. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow, homie. You never know, homie. Let me see, homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. My homie Molly used to stay 79th May. One of my best friends from back in the day. Down the street from Calumet, a school full of stones. He nicknamed me K Rock, so they leave me alone. Jacket with his hat broke way off and walked around the mall with his radio face off. Plus, he had a spinner from his datings in his hand, keys in his hand, reason again to let you know he's the man. Back when we rocked the leases, he had dreams of caprices. Drove by the teachers, even more by police. How he get the cash today? His father passed away, left him with a little something. 16, he was stunting. I'll be sure. With the hair all wavy, hit Lake Shore, girls go all crazy. Hit the freeway, go at least about 80. Bone so much that summer, even had him a baby. See, back back then, then, if you had a car, you was the shot town version of baby. And I was just a virgin of baby. One of the reasons I looked up to him crazy. I used to love to play my demo tape when the system yanked. Felt like I was almost signed when it had cranked. We'd take a Saturday and just circle the mall. They had the Lincolns and Auroras. We was hurting them all. With the girls, a lot of flirting involved. But dog, all that flirting, I'm trying to get in some draws. So put me on with these songs. Told me, told me, don't rush to get grown. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow. You never know, homie, about this homie. You need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. What it do? I'm posted up in the parking lot, my trunk waving. The candy gloss is immaculate, it's simply amazing. The male bows poking wide on the candy leg trunk. Open screens on, neon's lit with fit relax. I'm on a mission for dime pieces and sexy ladies. Allow me to introduce you to my CL Mercedes. It's a star-studded event when I ballet park. Open up my mouth and sunlight illuminates the dark. You see them foes crawling, you see them screens falling. The disco ball in my mouth insinuates I'm bowling. I'm leaning on the switch, sitting crooked in my slab. 
But I can steal catch poppers if I drove a cab. A young Houston hard hitter, all about the skrilla, riding some candy coated, crawling like a caterpillar. I'm tipping on them foes, I'm jamming on this group. I'm looking for them, baby, what it do? Drive slow, homie. Turn your hazard lights on when you see them. Drive slow, homie. If you're riding around the city with nowhere to go, drive slow, homie. Live today, cause tomorrow, man, you never know. You never know, homie. My niece, homie, you need to pump your brakes and drive slow, homie. My car's like the movie, my car's like the crib. I got more TVs in here than where I live. And now don't make no sense, but baby, I'm the. And everything I flick, you know what some says. I got the custom grill, I got the bravest rims, I got the ball of genetics, baby. This evidence. You see a player flicking, and how you ain't convinced that you should go on kissing. Just a little, just a little. Man, my custom kings. I got my Jesus chain. My canaries is gleaming through my angel wings. They see me acting like they seen a king with that mean lean smoking on that finest Cali. My wood grain oak. I'm riding on Vogue's. My cylinder cry. Like tiptoes, I so and this I know. When you see them, little homie, drive slow, drive slow, drive slow. That was Drive Slow, Kanye West featuring Pit. Oh, I was going to say Pitbull. Wow. Paul wow. Wall. Paul Wall from the album Late Registration. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is Black Seinfeld, the show about nothing. Live here on 99.5 FM, WBAI, New York. More intellectual ignorance for your head top. And ladies and gentlemen, it is going to be the return of one... One of our favorite people, the third member of Black Seinfeld. And we are back with an old, old segment we'd like to call Nick's News. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nick's News with your host, the returning Michael Crump Jr. Co-host by... Bastionista, and once in, once your favorite heckler—that's me, Giovanni Anglin. Today's topic on Knicks news: the Knicks have finally clinched a playoff position after eight grueling years of taking L after L. The Knicks are back. Now here's our host, Michael Crump. Yeah, call Mike back. <laughs> Mike? Yeah, call him back. I got to call him back? Yes, sir. Uh, oh, what the heck? Anyways. <laughs> uh, oh. That was great. Anyways, yeah. <laughs> Talk to the people. What's going on, folks? Uh, yes, 
we're getting great news. The Knicks has clinched their position due to the loss of Celtics. And now we just have to wait to see. I think the season is going to finish up later this week. Then we're going to start next week where the number seed from 10 to 7 will have a combat to see who will make it to the playoffs <laughs> in the most uh, baseball style, maybe like football style uh, concept. And the reason they're doing it is because we have a lot of shorter games. I think we're 10 games short compared to a regular season. So it's roughly 72 uh, games compared to the 82 games. All right, we're going to do that again, okay? Because that was good. I'm going to do that again. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Nick's News with the returning host, that is Michael Crump Jr., co-hosted by Bastionista, and as always, the number one Nick's hater, the number one heckler, me, Giovanni Anglin. Today's topic on Nick's News the Knicks, after an eight-year drought of taking L after L, they are back in the playoff pictures. Can the Knicks win the championship this year? Hell no. But hey, let's hear what our residential Knicks fans, Mike Crump and Bastionista, have to say. Here is Knicks News. First of all, Gio, put some respect on our name. You said playoff picture. No, we are in the playoffs. We are not in the picture. We're in the playoffs. All right, fine. You, you're right. You know what, Mike? You are right. The Knicks are in the playoffs. You have yeah, clinched a picture. seat. We're not the Celtics. They're in the playoff picture. <laughs> you know All right, fine. You guys Lakers have... are in the playoff picture. Don't they worry are. about that. Hey, what happened last time, though, when the Knicks faced the Lakers? Who hit the buzzer beater? Remember that? Nah, nah. Yeah. I ain't going to get mad about that. It is what it is, you know. LeBron Julius had Randall to just come was... back to just no, to remind no, no, no. y'all. Julius, Julius, LeBron didn't even play yesterday. He <laughs> was cheerleading from the bench. Julius Randle thought he was Michael Jordan yesterday. I don't know what he thought he was doing yesterday. I was like, what are you doing, bro? <laughs> but, I think it was just bad coaching because I, I, I noticed uh, another Knicks player was trying to shoot a shot within the last six minutes of the fourth quarter, except for Derrick Rose and Julius Randle. Yeah, they was just passing the ball to each other. I don't know what happened. And then R.J. Barrett, he just disappeared. I don't know what happened. Called out sick. Now, Mike Bastion, it's been a long time coming. It's been eight years. How do you feel? Yeah, I don't hear you playing no violins. No, there's no violins this time. There's no sad music. I'm just here to congratulate y'all for actually nah, being work, in the playoffs. Listen, nah, it's been eight years of, of a drought really for y'all. It's been eight years of, of – it's almost been a damn decade since y'all have been in the playoff picture. Yo, right? let Mike talk. Stop hating. I'm not hating. I'm, I'm just stating I'm fact right now. Really, I ain't going to lie to you. We really don't want your congratulations. We, want, we like the hate because the hate motivated us to get to this point today. Well, to you, possibly get to the second round of the playoffs. Well, you know what? Mike, I am a person who is consistent on my hatred. Okay, so you know I'm never going to, I'm never going to change what I I feel. Okay, and guess what? I I feel that. Hey, honestly, I'm happy that y'all are here. I'm happy because now you know we don't we we want you we want you to boo us like they booed John Cena at WrestleMania 22. Well, guess what? (laughs) I'm I'm going to root for y'all to lose. Because that's what's going to happen. Yo, we got the sad music for when Golden State knocks out Lakers. 
to get the playoff seat, okay? So we got the sad music for that, first just off, for you. Y'all gotta win. First of all, y'all gotta y'all, y'all not even guaranteed in the playoffs. Wait, wait, hold on, hold on. Let me check this. Call. I think last time I checked, I think the Rockets were beating y'all. Listen, the Lakers are going to be in the playoffs, okay? No, nah, y'all won. Y'all just won. Exactly. Y'all won, y'all won by another. Exactly. By another exactly. Exactly, because guess I mean, what? Exactly. When it comes to, didn't win. When it comes you guys to have crunch Andrew time, Drummond. when it comes to crunch time, Bastion and Mike, we try and get our work done. Okay, we know we're we're going down through the wire here. All right, and it's time well, for us. This is Nick's news, so forget about the Lakers. This is Nick's y'all news. mentioned the Lakers. I would have to say, after eight years, I am happy to say that the Knicks are finally in the playoffs. This is your boy, Mike Crump, Black Sonfield's correspondent for everything orange and blue. And I'm with my host, Bastionista. What up, Bastion? Long time no hear from you. Yo, man, what's going on? How you been? I'm good, man. I'm happy, blessed, blessed to finally say the New York Knicks are finally back in the playoffs. You want to know the last time the Knicks were in the playoffs? ASAP went number one with work. Remix, Trinidad James went number one with All Black Everything. What else has happened in, in 2012-2013? I was 18 years old. <laughs> Drake came out with Nothing Was the Same. I was a freshman in college. Now, Nothing Was the Same was a little later. But it was still in 2013, though. That's the point. But, but no, I'm trying to say Nothing was, nothing was the Same came like the year after we went to the playoffs when we didn't make the playoffs. What was the album he drew? Started from the bottom was out. Yeah, that was nothing was the same. I'm talking, but the album came out later. Yeah, all right, cool, cool. I got you. What else? What else was out back then? Now even the players we have no longer exist. (laughs) I'm trying to think. The only the only player that's still in the NBA from that team is Carmelo Anthony. And he's over. Shumpert's not playing right now, right? Shumpert's not playing right now. J.R. Smith isn't playing right now. Tyson Lakers Chandler, need him bad. Tyson Chandler technically didn't retire yet. Jason Kidd, he's long gone. He's an assistant coach for the Lakers. Right, right. Um, Kurt Thomas, I don't even know what he's doing right now. That man is old. Steve Novak, he's an announcer. <laughs> he, I mean, Kurt Thomas was old back then. He was 41. I know. Um, Marcus Camby, <laughs> yo, that team was so old. Yeah, man, they like they. That's what that's what they were doing. They were giving out, you know, a lot of the contracts to to the old dudes that were past their prime. You feel me? But now Amari it seems. Stoudemire. Yeah, Mario Stoudemire. Oh my goodness! Didn't he, he break his hand that year? That was the year before. Okay, but but anyways, the 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 point is now, Mike and Bash. It seems like the Knicks have been you know investing in the young stars and the young players now. Absolutely, and then Tom Thibodeau. I mean, I knew that when I said when I said that the Knicks was going to be a top six seed last time I saw you guys, Giovanni laughed, and I said the reason why we was going to be a top six team was because we got Tom Thibodeau. Tom Thibodeau is not a losing coach. What Tom Thibodeau team you know wasn't around the playoffs or were in the playoffs? That's what I was saying. I was saying he's going to get the best out of us. I knew we was going to make the plus. We're not going to win the championship. I'm not delusional, but. We're going to go to the second round. Second Yo, round. Yo, Mike, how do you feel Yo, about no. the rise of Julius Randle? Now, he's the definition of putting the work. Because last season, he was terrible. Did not like him. I would say as a Knicks fan, he was terrible. 
<laughs> he was terrible. I was like, if he does that spin move one more time, I'm break my television. But he put in the work. I don't know who Tyrell is. I want to give a shout out to his trainer, Tyrell. Look, I'm 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 a workout with him. Shoot, I want to get him to work because that dude turned Julius Randle into a superstar. Do you think he's been giving Julius Randle some of Michael Jordan's secret stuff? Mm, I ain't gonna lie to you. That's a that's a controversial answer and a controversial question. Secret stuff. Because, you know, with the whole entire performance-enhancing drugs and drug testing errors, I don't know I, I don't know if I can answer that. <laughs> that's fair. I, would, <laughs> I don't know if I can answer that. That's fair. Hey, that's <laughs> totally fair. Nah, he just put in the work. He lost weight. He lost weight like I did. He lost weight, and he put himself in the lab from – from, because the Knicks weren't invited to the bubble. I don't know what delusion Julius Randle thought he was in when he thought the Knicks were going to get invited to the bubble last year. But he, 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 he was mad that the Knicks weren't invited to the bubble. So from July to December, he worked out every single day. So you got to respect it. I respect the the Mamba mentality. I mean, he played with the Mamba. He did. He did. He played with the Mamba. He's seen the Mamba work, so he knows what hard work looks like. Yeah, exactly. You know, I can't say the same thing about Christoph Porzingis. Jeez, jeez, really? What, 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 what fifty? What fifty? Said that say it ain't over till one of us ain't here no more. Nice plan. <laughs> oh man! Will New York ever forgive Porzingis? No. All right, that's the answer for today. <laughs> <laughs> no, never. No, like he thought that he was entitled to one hundred and fifty million dollars, and he couldn't even play a full season. I'm like. What? Yeah, he was asking a bit for for too much just because he was one of the he was a good player. You know, he wasn't yeah, the best, like, but he like, was good. He, it's like Julius Randle is an argument. You were like, "Okay, he's actually bringing the Knicks into the playoffs." So it was like cuz they got to renegotiate his contract too. So oh, 100%. He has, a, he has an argument for that. Kristaps Porzingis hasn't done anything to earn that money in New York. So he was like, yo, if you don't give me this, trade me. All right, bye. <laughs> Mike, yeah. how you feel about the rookies we picked up? They're good. You know, people people are mad about first of all, we got a guy from Bushwick, Brooklyn on our team. Shout out to Obi Toppin. You know, shout out to his father, Dunk is Delight. If you used to go to the Rucker Park games back in the day, his father used to be in those tournaments. And I would say it's it's cool. You know, people like mad at Obi because it's progress, but I'm like, he's playing behind Julius Randle, so it's like, you can't really expect him to get out on the court. Mike, so, what's up? Uh, question: Do you think the Knicks will be seeing the Nets in the playoffs? Mm, if we had the, if the Nets was number one in the number one, yes, I would. If the Nets were number one in the playoffs, yes. Because if it was four or five Knicks in Atlanta, like the way it was two weeks ago, yes. But the Knicks right now is sixth. If they if we win tomorrow, we can get to fifth. So nah, it, it's a possibility. It depends on it depends on these next two games. Hmm. It depends on yeah. these next two games. Like if it's we get to, the... I'm not gonna lie to you. If we're if we're sixth, we're not getting out the first round. Milwaukee's gonna beat us in five or six. But if we get to four or five, when we face like Atlanta or Miami. It's a possibility we can 
take on Philly, but yeah. So I don't know. Brooklyn and also talking about the other the other uh, rookie, Emmanuel Quickly. He's nice. I mean, he went to Kentucky, and he was the the SEC Player of the Year. So it was like he was going to be good. Like, how many players you know that are in the NBA that went to Kentucky? So it was like you can always bet on somebody from Kentucky. I rock Kentucky blue on the old man. I'm gonna stick it. Yeah, you know Drake. Freaking Drake is a Kentucky fan, and he's not even from the United States. No, let's not do that. I mean, yes, he's born Canadian, but, you know, he spent some time over in Memphis. Let's not, you know, we got to give it up for Drake, man. He was just nominated. Well, no, he was awarded for, with Billboard's Artist of the Decade, man. We got to give it up to Drake, man. He deserves that. He deserves, he deserves it. That. Hands down. Hands down deserves that. Absolutely. Drake hands down deserves that. I, I'm not like, I'm not like the biggest, like the last couple albums, last couple things Drake put out wasn't the biggest fans of, but... He's the most consistent rapper of this decade. Absolutely. You know, the last the last decade was Hove. The decade before that was LL Cool J. Uh, oh, last yeah. decade being Hove, I mean, that's arguable. That's debatable. Let's talk about it. Well, the charts will say otherwise that it could have been belonged to Ye. Okay. That's what okay, I'm let's, thinking. Let's think that's of, what I'm thinking, too. Think, or 50. Let's think about it. No, no, let's think about it. Okay. So, so, after the, so this decade is what? 2010 to 2020, right? That's yeah, Drake. 2010 okay. to 2019, okay. technically. So, all right, 2010. All right, so Jay Z would be what 2000 to 2010, right? To 2009, correct. So I mean, okay, yeah, okay. album wise, the Dynasty. Yes. Blueprint. Yeah. Blueprint two. Okay. So all right, so. There's a hit on every one of those albums. Okay, but on the same with Kanye, College Dropout, Late Registration, Okay, Graduation, yes. Eight Away to Heartbreak. Okay, we're talking about we're talking about the Dynasty. We're talking about Blueprint. We're talking about Blueprint Two. We're talking about the Black Album. Yeah. Okay. You know Are what? We we're talking about the oh. Black Album. We're talking about. Ooh, all right. All right. Matter of fact, yeah, American Gangster. American Gangster. Blueprint three. Blueprint three. All right. All right, Mike. So comparing. All right. You know what? I I I'm on your side now. You made a good point because Jay Z's hits hit hits harder than Kanye's hits. Yeah. But without Jay-Z's... Kanye, do do does Jay Z have a lot? Of, well, Jay Z has hits regardless, right? But without Kanye, you know, what I'm saying he he's definitely lended a hand in those hits. Okay, that's H to the true. Izzo, that's Kanye. Heart of the City, we that's just like, played it, that's Kanye. Um, Mar- that's um, Lucifer, Jay-Z Kanye. That is true, but but Kanye helped help make that. That's it Kanye. Is. So you can say the same thing about Pharrell then. You're right. So it's kind of hard to say. That's fair, because yeah. Pharrell did uh, help out Snoop Dogg a bunch during that era too. Dr. Dre right. helped out Snoop Dogg a lot too. All right, so no one has like such a ten, uh, like a nice tenure, compared to Drake, where he could have like you could rock him from thinking, think me later all the way to now. That is true. Yeah, but and then the decade before Hov, I gotta go with LL Cool J. Okay, I'm not going with the '90s now. All right, I can't speak on that, but yeah, I, re- I, I, I'll take your answer. I, I'll say LL Cool J too. LL Cool J. Yeah, nah, but, but 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 it's cool. It's cool. It's cool though. Like. 
this is bringing it back to the 2013 vibe. 2013, summer 2013 was probably one of the best summers of all time. The best 2013 was probably like the best year of all time. Like for us in our generation. I agree. I and music wise, music wise music too. Wise, and then sports wise. Well, you're just saying that because the Knicks were in the playoffs. I think not even that. Not even that. The mm. All Star, the baseball All Star game was in Queens. Remember 2013? Oh yeah, that's right. It, it was. It was. Mariano Mariano Rivera's last season on the Yankees. That is true too. In Jorge Posada. So you got to think about it like that. New York was on fire, and we was and that was we was that was the summer our first summer of us being adults. <laughs> Technically. In terms, in terms of of New York summertime, fine. I will give you that. That's fine. That's fair. Me That's personally, me personally, when it comes to music, I still think in the past, in that uh, 2010s decade, I still give it to 2017 to be one of the best years in music. A lot of great mm-hmm. stuff. I know, Bastion, you're looking at me crazy. All right, here's why I say that. Uh, SZA drops. With um with control, um, Tyler dropped with Flower Boy completely changed up his whole style. Uh, Hove dropped four four four. I know you have your little feelings about it, Bastion, but you know how I am. I I'm a Hovenger. I love that album. Was amazing. Kendrick came out with with Damn good and album. Right, it, it wasn't to pimp a Drake, butterfly. Drake it came out with the free smoke. Drake came out with more tune for your head top, more life. That that whole playlist, um, we enjoyed it when we when we edited out a lot of that stuff. Yes, YG dropped. Um, who else dropped in 2017? Samfa nah, dropped. I'm just talking about just in terms of just us like being outside. Oh, and I graduated too, so that was a that was a good year. That was a good year. I mean, I graduated too. I'll, I'll, yeah, 2013 was freshmen in college like that was the first some of us like being out of school in like may that, that is true mike before i we do let agree you go- i do oh, agree sorry. with mike in terms of like if you went to a party out if you went to a concert dj playing it was like it was the same 10 songs back to back but you were rocking it so music yeah. wise they had a lot on, on their on their serata that's true and then we was and then we was and then think about it also like we was it was just like I don't. I don't have to worry about truancy. I could call. It was crazy. Yeah, I loved it. it was 2013. Mike, before we let you go, let's. I want to continue this Drake conversation because I'd like to ask you and Bashan this question. Okay. What beige ballad do you think Drake sung to that girl in order for her to leave her fiance, who was in a relationship with him for the last eight years? I'm not gonna lie. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes. I'm not gonna lie to you. Yes. Drake doesn't Drake doesn't have to do anything. Only thing he has to do is just show up and it's over. That is true, but Mike, apparently she was helping Drake make create the album Certified Lover Boy with him. So you know look, with an album like look, Certified look, Lover Boy though, Mike. Something. Right. Look, look, so look, but you know Drake is something. you wait, know wait. Drake is saying something. You know Drake is going to be singing something to her. You know Drake is going to be harmonizing some some beige ballads, some vocals to her. What do you think Drake said? I'm more than just an option. Hey, hey, hey. Refuse to be forgotten. Yup. 
Or Marvin's room, maybe? You think he no, sung Marvin's that, room? That song doesn't work in that situation. But yeah, I'm that's just that's saying that's you can do better. That that works perfectly. No, the, that I song means know. that they had a relationship in the past, and he's looking back like you could do better because you know, that's what... The other song has worked, though. You're right. You're right. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie to you. I would probably do the same thing. She, she, she hella thick, so I probably would have did the same thing Drake did. <laughs> You're why? You know what's crazy? Like she's a really good artist, but I feel like this might overshadow oh, her rise for the next year. Of course, then people it will. will forget just for a year. I mean, it's gonna be like sweetie. It's gonna be like sweetie. Oh God. What's, what's what's your theory? I think she's an what? industry plant that's kind of going rogue. Who? Sweetie is an industry yeah. plant. That's not what not dissing industry plants. Not dissing sweetie. Nah, I think she makes is. great music. You gotta think about it. You gotta think about it. Her grandfather played in the NFL. Her cousin's Gabrielle Union. Whoa, what? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. Seriously? Yeah. What? I didn't know Gabrielle Union is her cousin. Yeah. Wow. She performed at her, um, her, her, what was it, 45th birthday party? Really? Yeah. They're I didn't like, know this. And they're not like distant relatives. they like cousin cousins. Wow. I, I didn't know that. You seen a uh, sweetie uh, performing on the pier in front of people? <laughs> what did you think that about sweetie's performance? That, what do you think about nah, her performance that, though? I think it's just marketing. She went to USC, so that ain't the first time she did that. But what did you think about her performance though? Do you think she because you know she's been in performance in artist boot camp? Do you think artist boot camp she's is cute. improving her as an she's artist? Cute. I mean, she performed on New Year's Eve, so. Yeah, but it doesn't mean She's it was good. Better. She's getting better. That's I'm not dissing her. I actually do like her. I think she's great. You know, you you put her an interview. She knows how to dominate the interview. So I think she's going to I mean, be. I, I, would, uh, I mean, I would I would date her. That's not the question, Mike. Of course you would date <laughs> she's her. Very beautiful. She's a beautiful fact. person. Mike, is there anything else <laughs> no. you want to say before before we uh, sign out? Uh, I want I want I want I'm going to humbly thank. Um, I appreciate you guys for letting me on you, your, your platform and, you know, letting me talk. You know, y'all were the first two people that gave me an opportunity to, to talk on the air, on the airwaves. So I always appreciate you guys. Thank you for coming on. Michael Crump, everyone, please listen to his podcast, Broken Black Productions. And, and Mike, before we go, I'd just like to say I value you. I thank you for, for making Black Sniper what it is. You are always welcome back on. We 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 don't look at you or view you as just a worker, okay? We love you, we respect you, and you are always the third member of Black Seinfeld here. Um, yeah. We'll show you what's on the contract. We will show you what's on the contract, Mike. I I'm not Rory. <laughs> Rory. <laughs> Oh no! No! Shout out to Rory! Shout out to Rory and Mole, man. He's gonna bounce back. He's gonna bounce back. I I think so too. He will. He will have call back. He will have people call. I knew y'all was gonna talk about that, but I don't like throwing that out there. Mike, be good, bro. We love you, man. I appreciate. Love y'all too, man. Peace. I appreciate. Oh, that was good times, wasn't it, Bash? Yeah. Reminds you of old black sign folks. Hell before yeah! The, before the pandemic. Oh man. man, before the pandemic, it was crazy because it was me. We had and you, such Mike. great momentum those uh, three months. Hell yeah, we did. And then they were like, "Hey, guess what? We don't want you on five in the morning anymore." 
But oh. I love 12 a.m. You know, I do too. I, I'm so focused at 12 a.m. You just I need like too. a little kick, like you know, pick me upper, you know, a little kicker, and then you're kind of good to go. That is true, bro. I mean, you know, that's that's the beauty of having this, and 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 also owning this, man. Is we can we can do this and and continue doing this. We don't need we don't need this to be honest. You know, I I love the fact that we're here. I love the fact we're on BAI. But if if and when the day comes when they're like, yo, we don't want y'all here anymore. Guess what? We could be like, okay, and we'll do what we've been doing because Black Seinfeld. We always we always have eras in our show. We have seasons of our show. Um, unannounced season. Least favorite season. My least favorite season. Uh, my least favorite season was when I started adding like five people to the show. That was horrible, and I'm sorry I, for that. I, I knew you were gonna say that because I <laughs> think I sucked. edited all the the video, all the episodes and I sent it to you. You're like, nah, we're not yeah. uploading any of them. I was yeah, like, oh, this is back in 2015. This was back in 2015, and I was just like, you know what? Hey, I love them, but like, this doesn't work. No, and then I had to tell him. I was like, "Yo, bro, look, look, man, I, I, I like you. You know, I love you. You're my friend. But like, bro, it gotta not be me sucks. and Bastion, bro. It's it sucks, bro. Like this, this the chemistry is not. It's not good, bro. It's it's just better when it's just me and Bastion. Honestly, like it's just better that way. You know, yeah. I'm not saying you know we can't still be cool or whatever. But you know, this is Black Seinfeld with Bastion and Geo. You know what I'm saying?" Like we can't. Yeah, that was back in 2015. That was our college days when we had the show, only rocking for 30 minutes, so we could only put so much content in 30 minutes. Yeah, and we just rushed to everything. We rushed yeah. through everything essentially. Yeah, I I got pissed off a couple of times. Like, yo, we're gonna talk about this, sidetracked. But that was yeah. old times. That that's your least favorite. Uh, that's also my least favorite. Okay. But my favorite era is definitely uh, 2019. That's when we had everything going on, oh, which man. led to, you know, we had Mike come more often. No, then he was yes. just a regular. Um, yes, that's... Then, then we also had other interns that pop up every now and then. Yes. Then we also did the live show. So 2019 is definitely, like, my favorite year. I would say 2019 is definitely one of my favorite years. But also, Bastion, those first three months of 2020, man, because we were really riding high on on yes doing the first ever live show and actually seeing uh, an audience of people that i didn't know like i didn't know any of them except for your friends and your family and that was it yeah i didn't know anyone else <laughs> and i thought that was crazy and understanding the demographic and 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 who actually listens and the fact that majority of them were women <laughs> i was shocked yeah. i didn't know yeah. i didn't know the more the most supportive we appreciate that i definitely do thank you to everyone who tunes in to black seinfeld and then you know we had we had intern ben ben who's who's out there on sirius xm doing his thing shout out to ben i just thought i just felt like 2020 he has his own show now he does yeah yeah he does man I'm, i'm just super proud of him bro i'm super proud of him but for me i felt like 2020 once we started off hot with that with that um 2020 vision I just felt like every episode just started getting better and better. That was when, for me at least, I felt like, okay, we're actually getting pretty good at this now. Yeah, we were able to flow. We got the jokes ready. I think everything, yeah. And then, of course, everything kind of shifted. But, yeah. you know, I, I think we, we, we took probably four months to get our flow back. But I think we're... we're 
we got this whole digital thing going on. I think we're in good hands. That's true. Making and, 2021 a bit better. And honestly, I'm having fun with this stuff too now again. Because to me, like, for me at least, I know it may not seem like it, but I know that we're on BAI and with BAI, I know it comes with like, oh, you guys got to talk political and all that stuff. And politics is fun and all, but sometimes like, I just feel like in in being here and and engineering a lot of these shows, a lot of it can just get all depressing. I don't know if you've ever felt like that. I don't know if you listen to BAI that often, but for me, being here and, and having to, to, to be the engineer and having to listen to a lot of these shows, a lot of the times it could get really depressing. And sometimes being now that we're here at midnight at two in the morning, I don't know, sometimes I just want to, I want to have a little bit more fun sometimes because a lot of this stuff could get really depressing. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, Ben's show is called Combos in the Booth. Shouts out to intern Ben, a.k.a. Ben 10, Combos in the Booth. Tune into that show. It's dope. All right. So let's talk about our last topic. Unless we, we you know, talk about something else. So Charles Gambino, a.k.a. Donald Glover, is currently filming season three of Atlanta. And every now and then he Finally. posts things and he was discussing i'm not going to really say it verbatim why not like i'm just going to just like give a brief overview he was talking about how people are getting bored of tv shows nowadays and movies and he was kind of discussing like yeah people don't want to be experimental because they don't want to get their uh their projects canceled because studios are pretty quick to pull the plug on things and I guess the best example is looking at Netflix these past few years when they used to give everybody a show and kind of had their uh, run for like two or three seasons. And you get to watch them. It's like, wow, this show is terrible. And he gets another season. But now it's like, oh, you have one bad season. You're off the air. Hmm. So what's your thoughts on that? Do you think TV is getting boring? Well, as someone. TV and movies. You're, so you're big in movies. Okay. So. Movies. Movies are getting lame for the reason of, I think, the movie industry is just looking for nostalgia. And they keep remaking the same movies over and over again. That's how I feel. And we keep getting sequel after sequel. We have Fast and Furious 9 coming out, right? We have Top Gun 2 coming out. We have sequels to things that doesn't need to be sequelized at all. You got Top Gun 2, Coming to America, Zoolander 2, Bad Santa 2. You have all these movies that, that, that are coming out with sequels that don't need sequels. And I think the reason why that is is because they just don't want to produce anything original. And the reason why they want to produce anything original is because if something has a name to it already, they rather market that. Hence all the remakes. Hence all the yeah. reboots. That's how I feel. When it comes to T can I can I actually read what Donald Glover put verbatim? Can I read it? Yeah, sure. It's exactly what I just said. Yeah, he said we're we're getting boring stuff and not experimental mistakes because people are afraid of getting canceled. Um for me, I think what he meant about that was the reason why we're getting boring stuff is because these TV shows and movies are playing it safe. That's what I think he means by that. And I think when he means by he doesn't want different shows, don't want to get canceled. 
I think I'm not even gonna I'm not gonna blame it on cancel culture. I'm just gonna I'm gonna say that there there's definitely more of of an audience that that will have backlash that will backlash on a show for different things discussed in the show or different topics explored in the show. Case in point, it happened in Atlanta. It happened on an episode of Atlanta. Here's the episode. This was when Donald Glover's baby moms went to Drake's crib, right? That party, it was the Drake party. And one of her friends who was a black woman was sitting down and and adjacent to her was, I think, one of her Hollywood crushes. And it turns out that that Hollywood crush was with a white woman, right? So the scene played out where the black woman was upset that the Hollywood crush was with a white woman. So the white woman's hearing all of this and she goes, hey, maybe um, I'm with him because I've been with him through the mud. Maybe it's because, you know, we just found we it was just two people who just really liked each other and we just decided to stay with each other. It's not because I'm a gold digger. Like I've been with him when he didn't have nothing, right? Mm -hmm. But now that mm -hmm. he is successful, you know, now that I stuck around with him, you know, I'm in, I'm enjoying the fruits of his labor too. And the black woman was like, listen, I don't have time to like, to be eating ramen noodles and struggling with this dude. Ah, 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 ah. You know, because guess what? There should be, there should be, that black man should be with the black woman because there's not a lot of good black men for black women and for black women. And a lot of people had an issue with that, that scene. And the reason why people had an issue with that scene was because it was an interracial, it was an interracial couple. And it was, it, it was a scene where the black woman was attacking the white woman. Really? I didn't know people yes. had a problem with that. People scene. had a problem with that scene. It's right? because people a reflection. Thought, because people thought yeah. that that scene doesn't happen. It does. Well, what people? Black people said Black that? Black women, yes. Yes, Bashin. That scene doesn't happen that. in real life. Yes, 100%. But, but here's are, the thing, Bashin. It, it happens in conversation. But here's constantly. the thing, Bashin. Yeah. That does happen in real life. It, it, does it does happen. It does. I don't know what happens like that, but it's a it's a it's a that show happened that to talks me. about commentary. <laughs> that about happened our commentary. to me in real life. That has happened to my brother in real life. And before y'all even think, no, I'm not downplaying black. I'm not attacking black women at all. I'm just saying this is something that happens. It 100 yeah. percent happens. Yeah. I don't know if it's happened to you, Bastion, but. It has definitely happened. <laughs> people could comment on things and because they've been commenting and complaining about, well, people have the right to complain or, or dislike things for forever. And mm -hmm. if you kind of look back to our older TV shows, they were pretty problematic in, in the way they discuss certain right. issues and topics. Absolutely. If, if we had, guess what? If we were in this timeline right now, the way things are set up, I doubt mm. that we would have shows like Chappelle's show, Boondocks. No, no. See, I disagree with that, right? I'm on the side where I disagree because okay. those shows had an angle. Like Chappelle's show was had a commentary 
on like public and also it was a comedy show. Maybe one or two skits wouldn't exist the way it happened, but it would be changed for it to match up the things that happen today. Same thing for comedy, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, this comedy wouldn't exist. Like, yeah, because it existed only in that time, because it can exist only in that time. TV shows can only exist in the time they're created in. Are we are well for what he's saying, it's like, is it because people are afraid to be experimental? Or is the studio not willing to take a risk? Like, are they going out there and looking for major writers where it's like, hey, this person wrote season one that did really well. Let's take him out and let's help push this crappy show. And let's hope that this person can make it better. Right? It's like, no, that's that's, that's how it happens, right? Because, of course, I'm going to use Game of Thrones as an example. When you compare the writing staff from season one all the way to season six, for example, right? Mm-hmm. It, mm, no what well, the end of the season eight season seven is when everything went downhill right yes. so if you compare season one to season seven there's a big difference it's like they got this avengers aspect to it where they're putting you know crossing over right. making everybody mix and there's everyone's less coming together but also bashing in the bigger budget and, but also too that was all that was all freeform that was all the writers coming up with that stuff that wasn't by the book no i understand but any sense of we're trying to have this show go on for a long period of time because we're all trying to eat, right? If you have that aspect, we're all trying to eat, then you're going to continue because I don't think any actor is going to say, like, I'm tired of playing this role. I want to do something else, right? Because I did not see any actor ever say that. It was the writers that said we want the actors to do other things. Like, oh, no, a writer that's getting a consistent check for, for eight years is going to con- want to check for another five more, right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, most of those actors, they, you know, most of them had to go to therapy after the show ended because it was just, you know, like watching their show just to get destroyed and watching their characters just go into nothing. It, it all hurt them, right? Can, can, can someone be so attached to a character where when they leave it, like, it hurts? You know, I only seen maybe uh, the 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 actors that played those Harry Potter kids. Now talk about that, but that's just kind of you know a brief overview. But kind of going back to our major topic, talking about like mm-hmm. being experimental, trying new ideas and new projects, right? It's like if you watch Adult Swim, right, yes. and and you look at the old cartoon shows that are no longer around, like Aqua Team, Hunger Force, and Sea Lab Twenty Twenty One. It's like how come we don't have those type of shows now with Adult Swim? Is it hard to get those people to write those type of shows? Is it like what are those shows way too edgy where they fit feel like it couldn't fit nowadays? I think that that second um, question, yes. No, me. but like if you watch Rick and Morty, that show is still edgy, you know, you know, quote unquote, edgy within their own ways. So what does mm-hmm. that mean? Like, did they give well, what's it, uh, the the writer a chance only, but they wouldn't give any other like up and coming industry person L as well? I think Bastion, the reason why they don't, I think the reason why people aren't trying to create those risky shows is because they don't want to anymore because they don't, they don't, they don't want to even take the risk in creating a show that is risky, that, that will um, push boundaries because in fear of cancellation, because but I all think it takes, that's a lie. Because all it takes opinion. is just one, all it just takes is, is an out of context clip. No, I I don't believe it. I don't believe the the audience is as ignorant as the industry wants them to think, right? 
because that's why I think his conversation is. It's like, hey, we have this idea. They're going to bring it upstairs and being like, uh, I don't know. Because I remember reading a Don Glover interview of him discussing how they had to have like a white person talk to the people at FX like as a translator when they're discussing certain issues in the show mm-hmm. because they didn't understand it in pre-production. It's like why they're doing this. They have someone to, that understands it immediately and they had to explain, yeah, it works. And this is why it works. Hmm. Because this, it's just like this kind of loss in translation, especially when you have multiple cultures and the people upstairs aren't as diverse as the people downstairs. Right? Okay. You know, that's, that's my boy that Chris who used, to, used to complain about his job saying like there's people the people of color are in the manufacturing part they're the ones kind of putting everything together wrapping it up and you know, the white people all are overseeing labor. it all and then yeah then exactly then you got the white people when you look into staffing in terms of sales production and all that stuff it's this whole separate department and when you look at the department it, you see the colors and you, you see, see the, the disconnect drawn. yeah of course exactly so when things are going on when the people they're wrapping it looking you know, looking at the product saying hey you know, if you're going to do it this way, we should have a like a hand to hand discussion because we see different things that you see on our, you know, your and your art end. But if we're not having that conversation, of course, it's going to you know, fall apart. So you think the people in the suits aren't allowing those writers to create original material because they don't want to take the risk of it not making money. So they want them to create something safe. That way it can produce yeah, and I wouldn't even use safe. It's just something. Well, okay, I guess safe palatable. is the right. No, palatable. Yeah, you know, easy for all people to consume, mm-hmm. and they should understand that. It's like you don't know what people want, and kind of goes back to this like this marketing uh, uh, thing I learned it back in school. It's like you know they had a group of people. They asked them questions. Hey, what would you want in your pasta sauce? Right. And they asked them, it's like, oh, you know, I like it. It's okay. You know, do you like it when it, you know, when, so when is it too watery when it goes to the bottom of pasta? It's like, oh, it's, it's all right. You like it on top? It, it's okay. So they they started to create something and they call chunky, right? They make chunky pasta sauce. Sold out immediately. But they couldn't learn that from asking people questions. You have to experiment. You have to try a new thing. It's like this entire time, people wanted chunky. Who knew? Who knew people wanted chunky? They didn't even know that they wanted chunky. You're telling me that I'm using Game of Thrones again because it's such a, a great example of something that rose and fell, and I wasn't paying attention to it until the end. So you're telling me people wanted space, and uh, not space, uh, old, well, well, how would you describe it? Fantasy. Medieval fantasy. Medieval yeah. folklore. Yes. Right? You're telling me we wanted that this entire time? It's amazing. It's an amazing show. Yeah. Season one to six is an amazing concept. I was like, oh, this is a really good show. End of season one, it ends like, oh, this is what you did to the main character. And this, like, you know, Red Wedding, it's like, this is what you did to the main character. It's like, it's a, we didn't know we wanted that show. And, and they gave us the show we wanted. They gave us Avengers. We don't want it. Like, we got Avengers. But wh- why did. are you giving us Avengers? That We know that works, but it doesn't work because that's not what we wanted. It's not, if wanted, this isn't for, this isn't what works for this show for this show we want Avengers medieval. be the Avengers <laughs> exactly we wanted medieval we know how medieval works medieval doesn't have as much crossover as the Avengers does <laughs> you know you, you see kind of I, I get what you're saying yeah this is my kind of my thoughts I tried to read people's opinions on it but they kept getting they never really jumped into the details and giving examples of like things that were experimental or didn't work 
But, you know, you can look at sitcoms, right? CBS is trying to make a sequel, a, a, a second sequel to How I Met Your Mother because they already tried to do like How I Met Your Father, but that pilot failed. And now they're trying to do it again. Now, How I Met Your Father. Mm -hmm. So I was like, but why? Like How I Met Your Mother was iconic for the time. It, it worked season one through five. You know, last three seasons suck. Oh, but that's kind of how it is. Okay. <laughs> right? Boy Meets World. Right? Girl Meets World. Yeah. You know, Boy Meets World is an iconic show. Last season sucked. But it's still great. Then, you know, you get Girl Meets World. Season one sucked. Season two was good. Season three sucked. You know? And then they, they ended it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like season two was like their most like, oh, we're going to do experimental stuff. Right. And when you get to season three, it's like it's either it, it was just too weird. Where to they're me, too meta. It, and you know, Yeah, I think season three, there was just like, it just got too serious for every single episode. Like, it just it just got too like, oh, this is what we're going to be like in the future. And this is what the world is like. I, I thought it, it just, it started beating me in the head with lessons. Like, it, it was, it was talking at me instead of talking to me. You feel me? Yeah. They had the formula before, you know, follow Boy Meets World formula. He goes, it changed from season one to four. You know, Corey right. talked to the crowd. Then after that, he just stopped talking to the, to, to the crowd. Or season one, season one was a bit more lighthearted. But then as he started growing and he's in college, you know, he started tackling more serious things. It could have been the same thing for Girl Meets World, but, you know, whatever. They were rushing it. They canceled you know? it. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Dude, that, that still gets me mad to this day. Like, bruh. Y'all could have y'all could have just did the same thing like Boy Meets World, but you didn't. But from the girl perspective, yeah, you know, like just build on characters and mm -hmm. stuff. But you know, just True. that's kind of like the problem. Like, what but you it were was saying never on movies, Disney too. Well, yeah, continue. Yeah. What you were saying about about movies and sequels, I haven't watched the Godzilla series, but have you? The Godzilla King Kong series. I didn't watch Godzilla versus King Kong. the The last Godzilla I saw was um. The one with uh, Kickass and and uh, Wanda was in it. That was okay. like twenty. That's the first one. That's the first one. Then. Yeah, that was like the first one that came out. That okay, was the first so they... reboot that came out after the two thousand one with Matthew Broderick. That sucked. It sucked, but it was good. Yeah, this. You know, what nah, I mean? it, it, it was sucked. horrible. Like it's so bad, it's good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I liked it as a kid. We oh. liked a lot of the things as kids. We liked Space Jam. We liked Independence Day. Chill. Independence Day was cool. Don't do that. That's Independence Day is cool. Don't do Watch that to again. Don't do that to Will. Bam, right? Here's another example. Independence Day. It worked. It just worked, right? It did the work. Movie... No, Alien no, 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 but invasion. Like, in concept, the movie wasn't supposed to work, but it just worked. It it just worked. But then they made Independence Day too. Right? Yeah, they did. And how was that? It did it work? Suck balls. And no one was talking about it. Was of it because Will Smith wasn't in it? it no, it's just because what? it was. There wasn't need. There was no need for an Independence Day too. Like exactly. just like there's no need for a lot of these unnecessary sequels. It's not needed. Or there's no need for an addition to to freaking Fast and Furious or whatever other movies that are coming out again. There's no need for reboots there's no re there's no need disney to come out with live action versions of animated movies that we loved already there's okay. no need for it there's no so need this, for, for mulan because we like the original half. mulan this half and half i agree with you and disagree there is a need for a fast and furious 9 why 
because it makes the studio money. The same way as we have five Ice Ages and and as in like we have like four Shreks is because each of them like triple the budget, quadruple the budget. They're able to sell. Now Ice Age for some reason sells a lot. It does very well international wise. So of course they're gonna make more Ice Age. Why stop? They were coming out with Ice Age every two years. I remember. I stopped that too. Drake was on the damn Ice Age movie. That movie made money. Okay. That's all you have to know. It mon- that movie made money, right? But what you're saying about Mulan, which is true, and I and I agree with you. Lion King, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, uh, uh, Aladdin, Corella's right? coming out soon. That one looks interesting. That one looks like they were experimenting, but it looks like they were experimenting. But when you watch it, it could just be like this overblown, like whack movie. The trailer looked good, but I don't know if it is right. Um, what's the one with Angelina Jolie? Maleficent. Which, Maleficent. One right? and two. You know, uh, it, it, it's just, you know just talking about it, right? Those Power are the movies Rangers. That, nah, they could have. No, Power Rangers is like Power Rangers sucks. It. it sucked. It, it sucked because they weren't experimental. <laughs> but like those are movies. Oh where, no, that they we were definitely experimental, mean. bro. Uh, Yellow Ranger was a lesbian. Uh, that's not experimental. No, no, that's definitely very experimental. When it comes to Power Rangers, yes. No, no, that's not experimental. That's Hollywood trying to uh, do inclusion in their Hollywood way without understanding. It's like that's not what inclusion is. That's not how you do diversity by just like just framing it and just putting it in the movie and just to shove it for people just to like like and just to be people to be entertained from it. And then create a bad movie with it. Exactly. Cause oh, we put a black character in here. Now that's not the Black Ranger. All and he right? died, like, too. Know. And he died in order for okay, them to get to freaking morph. Oh, okay, man. Don't that, go overboard. I'm sorry. But, I'm sorry. <laughs> but like, just to talk about those type of things, because it is the problem today. It's like when they do inclusion, it's like how do they do it and do they do it properly? Do they only do it so they could just like, you know, like Star Wars, right? Of course, Finn makes sense in episode seven, but by episode nine, you kind of just like, okay, I don't understand it. Like, oh, is he just the black guy now? That's just how. That's kind of yes. how it was written. Yes. You know, that's how it was written. You know, episode eight, he had a character. Episode seven, he had a character, but he kind of who is he in episode nine? He's just the black guy in the scene, and general. that's what happened. That's what John Bay kind of complained about. Right. Just right? general so, Finn. That was it. So it's going back to like being uh, experimental and aesthetic. Right, um, it's it's very difficult for Hollywood and TV shows to even get to that point now, and this is kind of the what what everybody's going to be struggling with. Like, FX was very experimental at one point in time, but I'm not saying they're experimental anymore. But you know, we can't have a TV show like Legion anymore. It's great, you know, three seasons done. But what's next? FX is doing a good job. Uh, HBO is doing a great job too. They did Watchmen, and I rewatched it. And it's like this is insane. It's still really good. But then they love Craft Country. And it's like, all right, I understand the experimental in this. It sucked. But you, we need more of this. It's, it's good. Things could suck. Like I said, yeah, it's Watchmen okay good. Talking about both two things. Tulsa, right? It's like Watchmen good. Yes. Lovecraft bad. But more of both. Right? Let's talk more of both. So, yeah, if things suck, it sucks. People are going to watch it. But I also think um, the internet can play a role in this, too. And, and the fact that when it comes to television, we don't need we don't need to, to, to rely on these networks anymore. And I think a lot of people are, are starting to see that. I think a lot of creators are starting to 
starting to really see that because, you know, Issa Rae, she came out with the Awkward Black Girl. She came in with her own audience and then negotiated a deal for for Insecure. I think that um, a lot of these um, a lot of these creators and show writers and stuff, I think, I don't know, maybe they should start, you know, not relying on a lot of these television networks because year after year, these ratings are going down for television. And people are investing more of their time into YouTube and Twitch. You know why? It's because they, people, people don't have to a worry about all these commercials like that. Two, um, they support they they directly support that creator. They hey, directly one thing support about that, that show. It's all it's all about timing. That because too. I could say every year there's a creator that did its own thing, did their own thing. They got to the point where they got the show, they got the passes, they did the pilot, and it all falls apart. Some people, like Issa Rae, is an example of completing it, getting everything done, season one doing such a great job, it led to two, three, and uh, continuing. And now it, it opened the door for more opportunities because she's also working in between the show as well. Mm-hmm. She's able to manage it, and she's able to get it, and uh, like very, that's awesome to see. But it's still rare. It's a dice roll. It's not like back then when they used to give comedians sitcom TV shows just because, you know? Like, Seinfeld worked because Seinfeld worked, mm-hmm. right? But Gerard Carmichael, it worked until it didn't. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, was it experimental? Not really. Did it have great episodes? Yes. Did it have an idea that they wanted to go over? Yes. Why didn't it work? Because the topics were getting too real for NBC and they kind of gave up on them. And done. You know what I mean? True, but then you have comedians like Andrew Schultz who for for years begging for a show, begging for a show, begging for a show. You know what the network said? No. So you know what he did? He went on his own. He got his name up, he got his clout up, he got his audience viewers up, and then he came to Netflix and says, "Hey, here's what I'm worth." And then Netflix says, "Hey, we want to give you a show." I think that's how it works nowadays too. Like I said, you can still build up, get that premise, get that opportunity. Some people succeed, some people don't. Well, right, not that's every, how it is. Not everyone can be Joe Budden podcast. Not everyone. No, no. Can but be... Dave Chappelle's another example. You know, he got the show. That is gave, true. He, but not everyone right? is Dave Chappelle. That's not what I'm trying to say. I'm saying some. It's really hard to even get the first episode to be out the door. That's what I'm trying to say. Okay. That's what I'm trying to say. Like you get episode one out the door and people are watching it you succeeded where most people haven't. But if you get the pilot episode and it never airs, well, no, you said. This is a great conversation, but we have to end it here because we have a minute left and we have to wrap it up. All right. So uh, thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Black Seinfeld. Um, stay We're tuned. All podcasts, check it out. And on BlackSeinfeld.com if you want to see all our Instagrams, Twitters, and Facebook posts. And we'll talk to you again next week. Peace. Peace.